0: You're listening to The Pastor's Cut, a podcast from Park Community Church in Chicago. Every time a pastor prepares a sermon, there's material that influences, shapes, and informs, but gets cut from the final preach. That's why we started The Pastor's Cut, to give you a chance to go behind the scenes and access the content that informs the teaching at Park each week. If you're wanting to grow in your understanding of and fascination with the Bible, you've come to the right place. This is The Pastor's Cut. And we're your hosts, Sharon Brandis
1: and Trevor Lovell. Hello, everybody. We're here with Noah Chung today, one of the pastors at Park. Noah, good to have you with us. Can you tell us a little bit of uh, kind of what your role is here at Park and how you came into it? Yeah, good to be
2: here. So I started coming to Park around five years ago, my wife and I, and uh, I've been a pastor resident at the Bridgeport location for just under two years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, been serving with Pastor Kenson there. Uh, love our neighborhood and what we're doing there. And in September, I'll be transitioning into a more of an associate role within the region of Near South. And so my my official title that they uh, appointed me with, which is uh, Near South Church Planting Associate Pastor, there's six words in that title. So, uh, you know, I'll try to do my best to fulfill all six of those words. And so yes. that's what I'll be going with. Uh, but yes, yeah, it's, it's awesome to be here.
1: Yeah. Great. Great. You,
0: know. you too have some residency uh, background together. So you guys know each other a little bit more. So I'm excited to learn a little bit more about you, Noah, through this podcast. So for those of us that didn't get to hear your sermon, Mm -hmm. can you give us a brief recap on what you preached on on Sunday from the book of Exodus?
2: Yeah. So uh, I I, was through, I think, four chapters. So Exodus 21 through chapter 24 no one can preach all that detail um, under 35 <laughs> minutes and so i focused mainly on chapter 21 and the laws a little bit and then 24 mm-hmm. mainly and so my big my main claim for the sermon was that god's laws uh in these chapters reveal god's character and define how sinful humanity can have a relationship with the perfect god and mm-hmm. really focus on the relational piece of this uh these four chapters And it kind of showed it in three ways, really, Um, Mm -hmm. that the law reveals the character of a holy and just and loving God, uh, that the law establishes a covenant relationship with his people, and the law uh, exposes the vast separation between us and God, and just kind of honed in on how the law was not just a a checklist of do's and don'ts, but that they were revealed to the Israelites so that God could, of course, show him who he is, really loving, just, and Mm -hmm. holy, but also that the Israelites could be in a covenant relationship with him. And chapter 24 goes through how that covenant ceremony went on. And that's um, to have that privilege to be with the creator. God was, I think, so unique within uh, the Israelites and how God allowed them to enter into that. So focus mainly on that and how now we have that opportunity too as people Mm -hmm. um, under, Mm -hmm. of course, a new covenant within Jesus Christ. But yeah, that's kind of how I ended the sermon.
1: Yeah yeah that's good stuff, especially with the book of exodus um how there's when i like when I think of the book, there's so many other pieces that I think of other passages like you've got the the plagues and the Red Sea and mm-hmm. the giving of the Ten Commandments and all of that but yeah, like you're saying chapter twenty four that covenant ceremony really is a crucial piece of the book, yeah. yeah 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 yeah, you know I think one of the things that i uh
2: cut within the the sermon that I wish I had more time to go into I wish we I could just preach on chapter twenty four by itself mm-hmm. um but you know, as the covenant was ensued, the the commandments and laws are being read to the people. Um, mm-hmm. Moses does, and then they say in chapter in verse three and verse seven that we will do all that the Lord has commanded us two times. Mm-hmm. They say that, and then there's this act of then blood being sprinkled on the people and on the altar. So yeah. of course, and to have blood, you need to kill something, and so then yeah. uh, that's sprinkled on them to basically say that this covenant that they are entering into is a matter of life and death. Uh, And I think that is such a unique picture for us in the 21st century, and I wish we had more time to to think about that because for them as Israelites saying that we will do all that the Lord has commanded us Mm -hmm. is saying that if they obey, God promises to make them flourish. Like he promises to protect them from other enemies, to um, take them to the promised land with milk and honey, and then also to make them flourish for generations and generations. But then if they disobey that law, that, you know, that God will punish them and that if they continue to do that for generations and generations that he will punish them because mm-hmm. that He's break they're breaking their covenant relationship. And so that yeah. blood signifies life and death. And I, I think that's something that we as a culture do not take very seriously. Uh, that, mm-hmm. that this covenant relationship with a holy and perfect and just God isn't just some like mm-hmm. casual fling or mm-hmm. some like, yeah. you know, casual dating or whatever, whatever you want to call it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that's, uh, you know, of course, we don't see live animals sacrificed. You know, we don't see actual people sacrificed. And yeah, I think that's something I wish I could spend more time in, in the sermon. But mm-hmm. of course, with the time and with the length of the text, I couldn't.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That idea that, um, like you're saying, the laws reveal how like, we're sinful, but how God is holy. Um, but the whole idea of the covenant ceremony is that we can be in relationship with one another, but mm-hmm. in order for that to happen, death is necessary. Yeah. Um, yeah. Death has to to happen in order to bridge that gap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. But death isn't something that we see a whole lot um, mm-hmm. in our culture. You know, I think about like going into the grocery store and getting mm-hmm. meat from there, um, as opposed to actually like having animals and like doing the, the butchering yourself and, and mm-hmm. all of that. You don't, you don't see that. You don't know. It's just kind of, it's depersonalized in a sense mm-hmm. uh, where you just go and you buy beef or, or bacon or, or whatever, you know, you know what <laughs> <laughs> um, it's cleaner. Mm-hmm. And, and essentially what's removed is the, the whole aspect of death. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think in some ways it, it can be hard for us to grasp the, the fullness of that, like you were saying. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Even as the Israelites, like I can't imagine having blood sprinkled on me. It's kind of gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gross. Yeah. makes me think of like a horror movie right away or a oh, yeah. whodunit yeah. movie. Like, you yeah. know, the person in the blood is the killer. And But <laughs> this blood in, in that circumstance signifies that they're God's people, that mm-hmm. there's a covenant being made with them. And even thinking about, um, you know, Jesus on the cross, still for us, that was 2,000 years ago. And so mm-hmm. it's not this fresh... Image in our mind, right? We've, mm-hmm. I don't think any of us have ever seen a human being crucified. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to see what that looks like, or even like you're saying, like meat is in the grocery store. It's not, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not killing my meat. I'm sure there's mm-hmm. some people, maybe someone <laughs> listening that's done that before, but I never have. And um, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. America has yeah. sterilized me to that. But even yeah. I've, yeah. I've been to other countries where, uh, I've seen a pig slaughtered and other things. And it's mm-hmm. it's very, almost harsh to our eyes as Americans. Yeah. And for other people, it's, it's more natural, but yeah, I can't think of something here in our, mm-hmm. our present culture that's similar to having an animal sacrifice or even yeah. a sacrifice as Jesus.
1: I guess if you think about it, like death is, there's a gruesomeness to, us that, to it, there's an ugliness to it, and if you, like, if you stretch it back far enough in the Bible, you see that death is an unnatural thing. It's mm-hmm. not, there's a reason that we we don't like it, and that it, it's, um, there's a reason that it's ugly, and it's because it was never supposed to be, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet now it's the avenue to bridge that gap. We see it here. and Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, even like this idea that, uh, for the Israelites and people back then, like, the sacrifice that God later commands them to do is not just a once and all, like for all kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It happens continuously because they sin continually. And so mm-hmm. there's a sin offerings, burn offerings that are offered continuously. They see animals dying like all the time. Yeah. And so for us, like, yeah, like we definitely have sterilized that. I mean, you mentioned grocery stores, you can mention even like our funeral homes, like mm-hmm. as soon as someone dies, like we don't like, in the hospital, maybe we see them for a second, but then the process of when they get to the funeral home and then you see them in the viewing, yeah. they're, you know, people who I don't know what the role is I I can't imagine someone who works you know at a funeral like they kind of beautify them up Mm -hmm. right um and so that's a that's a really you know interesting process but for most people they don't see that process of someone handling Mm -hmm. a a dead body and Mm -hmm. what that requires and you know I think the thing too for the Israelites is they saw an animal that was innocent that did not deserve to die for them, mm. and so mm-hmm. they're seeing that every time that somebody is dying for my sins, yeah. someone's yeah. dying for my sins, and so, mm-hmm. yeah, like a a modern example, I can't yeah I can't think of really anything that we see someone you know, continually paying something that they should not be paying. I don't know if it's like even like a child and a parent, and a parent keeps paying the fines for the child, but that, that mm-hmm. still doesn't compare because the ch- parent doesn't die. Are yeah. what they have doesn't die and i don't really have any kind of modern mm-hmm. example for that and that's probably why for us when we look at a covenant relationship in the seriousness of it which yeah it's it's lessened the the most similar one of a covenant relationship is a marriage but uh i don't think in a marriage like that's not between like uh so i, I kind of shared a marriage kind of illustration but the thing that's different is that in a marriage is equal parties and a mm-hmm. covenant, it's someone who is perfect and holy versus someone who's not. And so it's Mm -hmm. like a vertical kind of covenant versus like a horizontal. And so Mm -hmm. there really isn't anything, I think, Mm -hmm. within our culture that compares to that. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. Unique relationship. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I
0: think, so we talked a little bit before we jumped on this podcast about uh, you also preached with the opening of the Bachelorette scenario of... Hannah B. and (laughs) Luke. And Luke (laughs) seems to be very legalistic. And And Hannah B. Hannah B. leans full into God's grace and that uh, there's grace for all of her sin. And so, even what you're talking about is because we don't see these live animal sacrifices, you know, we weren't there when Jesus was crucified. We tend to have this. uh cheapening of grace Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and so if it's not present if it's not in our everyday culture of man jesus christ died for our sins he died Mm -hmm. you know uh we can tend to take a a viewpoint of grace is cheap Mm. instead of it cost him everything Mm -hmm. yeah
2: yeah no that's a really good point i i think you know i try to Kind of emphasize within God's character, there are three like three major like I think characteristics: His holiness, His justice, and His love. I think in our culture, we love to highlight God's love and grace, mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. I think that is so true, and we need that for so many people. But within our culture too, we like to yeah lessen sin, uh, lessen God's holiness, and I think mm-hmm. it kind of relates back to the previous point that because we see we don't see death. Mm The sin should always be correlated to death Mm -hmm. um, because in that time, you know, their sin would always require a live, innocent animal being sacrificed Mm -hmm. for them. And so for us, we we don't. uh, Mm -hmm. We don't see that. And so we Mm -hmm. just feel like whenever we make a mistake or whenever we sin against God, even like like willingly or like knowing that we made a mistake, we just like, yeah, God's grace is sufficient, which Mm -hmm. is true. Like, but Mm -hmm. there is this like, you know.
0: But the wages of sin are death.
2: Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, death is, yeah, I think... Yeah, I think, so in my experience too, when I first experienced death was my dad passed away. And when he mm-hmm. passed away, like, he, he had, like, stage four cancer, and he, he it was a really, like, short battle with cancer, and it kind of happened really quickly. But mm-hmm. that was the first time I ever saw, like, a person that I knew really closely die. And mm-hmm. then when I, you know, I've always seen him alive. He was, like, a super energetic, super happy, like, love-to-make-jokes kind of guy. Yeah. But when I saw him, like, the week before he passed away, and like death was just so close to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just, and then you equate that with sin, like the weight of, you can't, mm-hmm. seeing that you can't like unsee it, you yeah. know? And I yeah. feel like, for example, the Israelites, they saw like every time, every, every, week, every month or every festival. And for us then now looking at Jesus dying for us and someone who was like completely innocent, I feel like that should not make us legalistic, of, of course, but mm-hmm. then allow us to, know that this freedom, this salvation that has been given to us is so that, you know, we can have a relationship with our father Mm -hmm. and that, yeah, that has to, man, there's like so many implications for that. But I mean, Mm -hmm. I wish we, yeah, as a culture took it more seriously. Mm -hmm. You know, I think uh, maybe it takes us getting out of our culture for a little bit to see that, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm not too sure what else we could do about that.
0: That's a good point. I feel like any time I've gone on either a cross-cultural ministry trip or um, even just I've traveled to Israel and Turkey in the last two years, and so I've seen very different cultures. I've Mm. seen um, the Jewish people in Israel where they are living by these laws Mm. and they Mm. are devout Jews. And I, my brain was just, I was racking my brain the whole entire time I was in Israel thinking, man, what does God think of this? Mm. Is he, is he saddened because Christ already came or is he still looking down on them like, I still love my people because mm. they are my chosen people. They were, right? They mm-hmm. were there before Christ and the Gentiles. Uh, yeah, and so going to other countries definitely brings about this freshness of things are very different here mm-hmm. and uh, what does my faith have to do with that?
2: Yeah, even in other countries too, when people die, it's actually a very long ceremony too. It's not like a quick funeral and viewing and then a burial and then kind of you go back to your normal kind of way of life. But they, Mm. you know, Jewish culture too, it's at least 30, I think 30 days or I think, I I know in a lot of Asian cultures, it's actually about 30 days that you Mm -hmm. take time to mourn Mm -hmm. uh, and to reflect and to, um, yeah, because death is like a huge deal. Um, Mm -hmm. But now in our culture, we've kind of, We've made death kind of an entertainment value. We've made it, you know, kind of, you know, action movie fun kind of thing, and mm-hmm. very just kind of like it just happens. Yeah. And that is, I think, a very dangerous game to play because then, yeah, that same way, I think it, that's kind of, I think, the genesis of how we feel like we view sin then too is like it's cheap; it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's very true. That even if it, even if we don't have that image of it of death being entertainment, right? Mm-hmm. I don't like horror movies or action movies, so I don't yeah. see it as entertainment. But uh, you're very much expected to come back to work within a week and be productive and mm-hmm. act like life is still going on when your life mm-hmm. literally just stopped. Yeah. So.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it makes me think of the Iliad, right? the um, book that it's about this war that's gone on for 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. And then the way it actually ends isn't with the end of the war or with... Uh, you know Achilles dying. None of that actually happens in the the book. What happens is this war that's gone on for ten years stops for ten days as each side mourns the loss of Hector, mm. the prince of Troy. Mm. Um, that's how it ends, just with that funeral. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Huh. That's interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Noah, before we were um, before we jumped into this, you were talking a little bit about these uh, the the Ten Commandments and the laws and mm. kind of the difference in how they um, and how the people received them or how God gave them to the people that yeah. I, I hadn't heard that before. It was pretty fascinating.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So what's interesting about the 10 commandments and the laws is that sometimes we, we, we see the 10 commandments and the laws kind of being like almost equal in terms of their, I mean, they are equal because they come from God, but, uh, what's unique about the 10 commandments is that you see, I mean, you can watch the print, I don't think the Prince of Egypt shows it, but any kind of like what what's that Moses movie? That really old one with Twitch? Was it Charleston? Mm-hmm. Hestan, yeah, yeah. I don't ch- remember. We're, I guess we're Charleston or something. <laughs> <watch Yes>. <laughs> I, I forget what it is. Yeah, something anything, like yeah, something like that. But like <laughs> yeah. God, literally with His finger, writes mm-hmm. the Ten Commandments, um, and they're also, uh, yeah, on the on the direct tablets that Moses then takes to the people. But then the laws God shares with Moses via His words, and so mm-hmm. um, commentators have said that the Ten Commandments are true within who God is and they should be kind of continually carried out. Their principles that should be followed but versus the these laws which um, people call the covenant code or case laws are more situational or applications of the Ten Commandments specific to the Israelites in their context in that time. And so that's why we get a lot of like, you know, uh, of course like this law about uh, having slaves or there are laws about how to handle um, things like sorcery or mm-hmm. like you know idol sacrifices to idols because that also compares to how uh, the Israelites are to be different than the nations around them and so yeah there's a distinction between them um, they're of course both come from God's you know mouth and God's God's words but mm-hmm. I think for us even in the 21st century like the Ten Commandments are very still true today. And they also, I think, they're you know, I'm sure last week, I'm sure Ray or whoever was talked about it, that they communicate God's heart and God's character. And so mm-hmm. uh, that helps for us then these laws are the same way, but they're a bit more contextual. And so we have to kind of do a bit more like get understanding of how these laws then make sense for us today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of the differentiations that I, that I saw. I couldn't really talk about that much within my sermon because that would have taken like 10 minutes to even explain. Um, yeah. And that just, yeah, I don't, that's cool information, but maybe not as helpful in terms of like a sermon itself. Yeah. That's why we have yeah. a podcast. <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Um, but I mean, other things that I I, I cut out, uh, I think I, I go back, I, I, I cut out a lot of chapter 23 as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wish I could have talked a bit more about, um, yeah, th- I, I remember now, like, I I feel like I should have done a better job of reading through it, but in chapter 23, he, God also talks about an angel that he sends to them mm. to protect them, and mm-hmm. that he tells the Israelites to follow that angel or that, I think it's like heavenly being or something like that. Mm. Even like doing some research too, some have mentioned that it's, it that could be even like a illustration or even not illustration but like a, a pointing to christ being kind of the head of uh who's mm. leading the people uh during that time and that whenever the israelites would come into battle with other people like that mm-hmm. that they, they that indiv- that angel or being would protect them and be over them um that's like really yeah. interesting uh, yeah. i don't know if we can yeah i didn't even mention that portion mm. i jumped right to 24 because uh yeah some commenters have said that 24 is probably the most important chapter of mm-hmm. uh Exodus but yeah 23 I, I skipped a lot of, about
1: that yeah. Um, yeah Yeah it seems like there's some connection there to the church right like with um Colossians 1 with God or with Jesus being the head of the church mm-hmm. and uh and then um even in Acts when uh Jesus confronts Saul on the road to Damascus that um, he says, why are you persecuting me? Mm-hmm. He's persecuting the church, that there's this connection between Jesus and his people um, that could be happening here in 23. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah.
2: If I, I wish as like, a, I know that because of time and like if we did Exodus chapter by chapter, it would take like almost a whole year. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of meat within Exodus that I feel mm-hmm. as people in the 21st century and western culture that kind of like the whole like you know life and death situation of covenant and things like that i i I think we um like one commentary that are even like it's not a commentary it's kind of more like a pastoral commentary that you know Mm -hmm. if people are a bit more like you know, nerds, or want to spend more, you know, deep dive in this in this context. Like, uh, there's a really good one that I actually recommend. It's uh, it's written by uh, Phil Ryken who is the president of Wheaton okay. College, yeah. and he writes this commentary on Exodus. Mm-hmm. And it's not written like technically, because that's a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Not there's no like original language stuff in there. Yeah. But it's written more as like each maybe like few verses or segments are kind of like mini sermons hmm. um and i would say they're like it would take maybe 10 12 minutes to read through each part um mm-hmm. but they are very more they're more practical and the, he does a really good job better than i could honestly to shed light on how exodus and its context actually mm-hmm. gives light to, and practical applications for us here yeah. in america hmm. Um, hmm. and he does a really good job with that um he knows this stuff really well and so if people want to you know it's a pretty hefty book i would say you know it's like as thick as a, like a like a study bible but um <laughs> but there's a lot of good stuff in there if you want to go deeper within uh this kind of uh this material especially yeah. if you want to see how exodus has great implications for you know even just our
1: lives today yeah awesome absolutely yeah. Mm-hmm. cool well no thanks for being with us yeah. this is great awesome thank you for having me
0: Thanks for tuning in to The Pastor's Cut this week. Be sure to join us next week as my co-host Trevor joins us as a guest and goes over what he cut from his sermon. Be sure to leave us a review and rate us five stars so we can know if you want us to continue as we jump into our next series this fall. We'll see you next week.